Hey, party people. This is Rick Napier, the CEO at Real People USA LLC based in California. And it's uh, Wednesday night. It's about 7 p.m. on the West Coast. And I am so excited that I got my audio system at least to a satisfactory level. It's not the high definition system uh, that I used to have that I used to have the company is having some issues. A company that I've been with uh, for almost three years, they're now starting to have some issues with the internet. But in the meantime, I'm going to my backup system which is uh, audible. It's not the, the best that I would like to use, but the most important thing is Real People USA. We want to get the information out to the people. We want to communicate in a way that is uh, clear, clearly understood. We want to let the people know what's going on in the political sphere. Um, we want to help candidates who want to improve their performance, who want to boost their performance, who want to go out and uh, show themselves to be knowledgeable of the issues and to also uh, represent uh, very well. So that no voter, Republican voter, can say, oh, I'm giving this person all this money, but man, they can't even hold a tune. If you know what I mean, that's a cliche, meaning that when the cameras are on, and the mics are in front of you and you got voters in front of you, how will you, the, the Republican candidate, perform? And, um, you know, and that's a pretty tough thing to do when you consider that Hollywood actors, you know, love them or hate them. They have a pretty tough job to, you know, be in front of the camera, remember their lines, remember their facial expressions. Remember the tone and the and the and the attitude they're supposed to have during these scenes. So I can't really hold it against a Republican candidate if they get in front of the mic and they freeze like a deer in, in the headlights. So yeah, real people USA. I think uh, you know as time rolls on, we didn't start this as a political, uh, you know performance boosting company we started it just to interview people and let them talk about the real situations that real people face but you know in that four month period of times when we started doing the podcast we discovered something about the political environment and like i mentioned on the previous podcast episode i would have never known about this this stuff that's going on in the political environment with, with people running for office. Now, I knew a little about the, the people who are already in office. You know, I've seen their shenanigans. I've seen them fake us out. I've seen us. I've seen them punt the ball when you thought the Republicans were going to stand strong for something. They would end up punting the ball. And the first person that I saw that exhibited that weak behavior was John McCain. I'll never forget the time uh, John McCain hooked up with that guy named Feingold. This is back maybe 20 years ago. And we were thinking, oh, there would be no way that the Republican Party would would do something like that. Um, it was the, it was the McCain-Feingold bill. I can't remember exactly what it was about, but it was one of those things where I was shocked. I said, oh my gosh, he signed this bill with this guy 
from Wisconsin named Feingold. And the other person that shocked me was uh, the first person when I, when I wasn't even in nowhere close to politics. I was starting my corporate career and uh, I was uh, probably in year four, which is in like 1992, 93. I was in my 20s. And Bush number one said there will be no new taxes. Then he signed a bill to increase taxes. And I thought that was so strange that he did that when he said, read my lips, no new taxes. That's one of the things I remember even before I even paid attention to politics because I had just got out of the military uh, where I was like maybe two years out, two years before I was getting out, and but I was starting to wind down because I had to make a decision in corporate America. My boss said, hey, hey, Rick, we know that we have to we have to honor your military commitment. So if you need to go someplace, if you need to go to Panama, if you need to go to Germany, if you need to be gone for 10 days, you know, the uh, the it's called the uh, servicemen, uh, servicemen rights or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it was called, but, you know, corporate American employers had to honor military members that, that went out on duty. And I was in the Air National Guard in California. So I would go out to these places for seven days, 10 days and, and do my thing as a uh, techie, combat techie. And uh, so my boss said, hey, Rick, you know, man, can you pick one? Can you pick? Either being a corporate employee or being G.I. Joe. Pick one. Thought about it. Thought about it. One of some assignments. Some of the assignments I didn't like. One of the assignments I hated immensely. So when I got back to that assignment, I said, you know what, boss? I'm going to pick the corporate route. And I told the military that I was done. And uh, that was around uh, the first Gulf War. And uh, so that's when I decided to hang it up. And uh, so corporate America was something that I love dearly. And to this day, you know, I can say that I was pretty good at it. I was the youngest person, the youngest corporate, Amer co corporate person to do what he did. I had the least experience, the least time uh, in the position and, and at that time I had the I, I, I closed the largest account which was $220,000 per month and it was like an account uh, in Ventura County and it was a great day because I had the least amount of experience in this uh, sales arena and uh, I was able to go out and close an account that paid the company $225,000 per month. And I did it by myself after seeing what the experts was supposed to be able to do. So the experts said, hey, Rick, since you did open the account, you did establish the relationship with this, this company. Uh, but you're, you're inexperienced in, you know, in, in the, in the full, you know, uh, details of, of closing the deal. So my vice president at that time, Michelle, she was a Japanese American. She goes, Rick, we're going to Ventura County. 
And at that time, I was working back and forth between Sacramento and San Francisco and Los Angeles. And I was pretty much up and down California from Sacramento, San Francisco, Fresno, uh, Bakersfield, uh, Ventura, Los Angeles, San Diego. I was up and down the state working. So Michelle said, Rick, let's go down and, and meet with the Ventura County uh, people, the, the Ventura uh, employer. And we're going to bring the Huntington Beach guys up. And the Huntington Beach guys had this track record of being so experienced. So Michelle, very beautiful woman, Japanese-American, feels just beautiful. Huntington Beach guys, I mean, they kind of looked like they just came off the beach. I mean, they had, uh, you know, the suntans and they had the right hair. They had the right clothes. And I'm sitting there, you know, in the background checking out things. I'm saying to myself, boy, I don't believe that I got this appointment. And so the Huntington Beach guys did their dog and pony show. And it really was a dog and pony show. It wasn't what I was trained to do. Because in this process of, of working in sales for the first time, I took this class that Michelle sent me to. And it cost about $12,000 for eight days. And to this day, that class, that, that eight-day class with uh, uh, Miller Hyman, you can look it up, Miller Hyman, H-E-I-M-A-N. And uh, that class set me up to what I'm doing today. So that class that I was in 25 years ago set me up to what I'm doing today, working with these political candidates. So the Huntington Beach guys did their dog and pony show. Michelle was sitting back saying her things. So the prospect, the potential client said, you know what, let, let, let me just think about it. And uh, thanks for coming. And, uh, you know, we will talk. So I perceived that as a no. So Michelle said, we got back to the office. Michelle said, okay, Rick, since you established this relationship with this employer, you get to go back and uh, see if you can... Uh, Resurrect it, see if you can fix it, see if you can do something with it, and let us know. So I came back, you know, by myself. Now you gotta gotta imagine I was a I was a corporate sales manager with a one thousand uh, dollar a month spending, you know, on my credit card, company credit card, company, uh, you know, Hertz Gold rental car account. Uh, so I, I could go out and buy suits. I can. You know, I could, you know, stand in, in great hotels based on the company's, you know, credit card, uh, you know, account. I had to show receipts, obviously. It wasn't my money. But so I said, OK, I'm not going to go in to meet with this person in, in Ventura County with the same materials that the Huntington Beach guys with the dog and pony show did. And Michelle, you know, she was like the vice president. I'm going to go in with a few sheets of paper and a pen and I'm not going to wear this 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 big this this dazzling suit that I had on the first time so I sat down with Barbara and Barbara and I we met in this nice uh, corporate type office with mahogany tables and it was like one of those sets if you if you recall what soap op soap operas look like where it's all shiny and you know like everything is like expensive in there so I'm sitting there and Barbara was sitting in front of me 
And I said, Barbara, you know, our, our A team came down and, 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 and met with you. And uh, one thing the A team did not do, in my opinion, they did not get to know anything about Barbara and the company and what their uh, experience was like with their current health insurance provider because I was in the health insurance business. And uh, so I said, I have some questions for you, Barbara. I wanted to ask you some questions. So I was asking question after question. Barbara was answering the question, the questions. So about 45 minutes in, she goes, Rick, have you had lunch? And I said, uh, no, I haven't had lunch yet. And it was like 1030. So if I'm talking to you for the last 45 minutes, which started around 930, of course I didn't have lunch, but I didn't say that. I said, no, I haven't had lunch. Or maybe she asked me, what, what was my plans for lunch? I can't remember. That was 25 years ago. So we eventually had made plans to go out to lunch. So Barbara said, I will be right back. And I said, okay, well, uh, does that mean yes or no for the deal for this $225,000 healthcare account? 12,000 employees. So I sat there. I sat there. So about... Almost 40 minutes later, Barbara came back into this nice uh, corporate setting, corporate office uh, meeting room with the mahogany tables and the kind of chairs that if you sat back in the chairs, I mean, it was kind of, they were firm, but they were also real comfortable. So I almost fell asleep waiting on her to come back because the chairs was just comfortable and, you know, the mood was right and everything. And Barbara had this brown uh, she had this brown manila folder in her hand. So she goes, Rick, let's go to lunch, but here. So I opened the folder and it was a check for $500,000. And that was two months of healthcare premium plus another uh, 50000 for a, like a partial month and, and things like that. And I was like, wow. She said, Barbara said, Rick, you did something that your A-team did not do. Your A-team, and she didn't like bag on the A-team. She just basically said, Rick, you asked me more questions about uh, our company and about what our experiences uh, have been with the current provider than your A-team. And the reason why that I'm giving you the business is because I feel that you care about you know, our, 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 you know, our experience and your company can, can do a better job and blah, blah, blah. And you communicated that by me asking her questions about what her experiences have been with the current insurance provider. So I was like, great. So I had lunch with Barbara, got back on the plane, went back up to Sacramento. So I casually walked in to uh, the office where Michelle was and Michelle said, well, Rick, how did it go? And I was like really nonchalant about it. Just kind of like, well, it went okay. It went okay, Michelle. And she goes, oh, so, so what do you think? And I said, well, I don't know, but here's this folder. I gave her the folder and she opened it up and she saw that $500,000 check. And she was like, man, congratulations. And so, hey, that month was the month of Rick because I had closed the largest account as the youngest salesperson with the least amount of experience. And to this day, I think I still hold that record. 
at this company. So I, I, I'm saying this just to let you know that when I bring the when I bring the real people USA experience to uh, this political environment, I'm looking at everything just like I looked at things in corporate America. You know, when candidates say they want to run for office, I'm not looking at candidates saying they want to run for office and they're kicking back in their homes on the beach or kicking back in the mountains and they're looking at their bank accounts and they're looking at how many donations they got in. I'm just not, <laughs> I've never heard of something like that to be honest with you. So when I'm looking at candidates and how they're running, I'm looking at the ones that are saying, I wanna earn the voters vote. I wanna earn their, their uh, respect for what I plan on doing. And the only way, in my opinion, that you can earn the voters vote is to show the voters that you can work right now. Not kick back on the beach, you know, not, uh, you know, you know, you know, sit in your apartment or sitting on your, on your ranch or something and, 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 and spend your time on social media and, and rant and rave about the current administration and rant and rave about the things that you don't like that the current administration is doing and, uh, rant and rave about the top Democrat people that that most of us hate. That that is not that is not campaigning, in my opinion. My opinion of campaigning is getting out there with the people, uh, shaking hands, uh, you know, asking questions, getting to know the voters. Because especially now, if voters see you working. Now, and they see you dealing with some of the crap that's going on right now with these city councils, with these school boards, with these, you know, nefarious county health officials trying to impose this communist type, you know, everybody take the vaccine uh, mandates and people losing their jobs because they didn't take the vaccine. You know, with the mRNA jab, which is what it is. It's not really a vaccine. Vaccines have the, the, the they have the, 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 um, the antigen or the thing that it's trying to kill in the vaccine. That's what a vaccine is. So, hey, I know it's kind of late to put that definition out, but we're not really taking a vaccine. So that's my idea of what a candidate should be. So I was speaking with a friend of mine and um, I said, friend, he's a political uh, candidate as well as other political candidates. I said, man, I cannot raise money for you unless you want to work. I don't feel comfortable asking someone for $50 and $100 or, you know, other types of, of, of money when you when when a lot of candidates are saying, Rick, go out there and raise money for me. And I'm like, okay, so what are you going to do? Well, I'm just going to sit back and wait for the money to come in. Uh-uh. Real People USA, we can't do that. That's not in my DNA. My DNA says if you want someone to give you money, you got to put some X uh, 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 level of workout to show that you are worth that money. I just, you know, some of this stuff I'm seeing... In this political fundraising thing, oh my gosh, 
I just can't stand it. So to make a long story short, Real People USA has connected with someone. That's right. Real People USA has proven that our system works. Real People USA has connected with someone who is a big donor. And Real People USA has known this donor since the days of corporate America. But Real People USA, I'm talking about myself, and this donor, we haven't talked to each other for 15 years. But we just reconnected. We just reconnected. And that person heard about what I was doing with candidates. And they said, oh my gosh, this this Real People USA, you know, LLC thing to help coach and boost political candidates' performance is right up your alley, Rick. This is the same thing that you was doing in corporate America. And I said, friend, you know what I'm doing. And my friend said, what help do you need? And put up and put a proposal together with the people that you are working with that also want to work for the donations, not sit back and eat corn chips and, and drink uh, 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 my ties and and, uh, you know, whatever people do that who are not working. I said, we will. I said, friend, you should not give a political candidate a dime unless they are working, unless they are doing something in their community to show value for your donation. And my friend said, Rick, you are absolutely right. Now, my friend, you know, back in the day, had a pretty powerful job and worked for one of the biggest consulting firms in the world. And we connected on that level. So I just want to let people know that what happened with this one friend that I just reconnected with over a fifth since like 14, 15 years ago, we're going to duplicate the same thing. We're going to go out to small business owners and people who really have a lot to lose by having these Democrats push this socialist communist type agenda. And you know what? These people that have a lot to lose, they are more interested in political candidates who want to work. And I'm just so happy that I stuck to the guns because I could have been like these other consulting firms and said, hey, send us money because our candidate's the best. Send our, you know, our candidate just talk some crap about Nancy Pelosi. Therefore, send them $50. And some people do, I guess. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't send you $50 because you talk crap about AOC. What motivation do I have to send you $50 because you talked about AOC? What are you doing in my community of San Francisco? What are you doing in my community of Atlanta, of Miami, of of Queens, of Milwaukee, of Phoenix, of Southern California? What are the political candidates doing to deserve a fundraising amount, a fundraising dollar? So anyway, 
I'm really doing this podcast episode because I'm so excited that I have my audio system back up. I probably spent $600 making changes to the audio system. And uh, it's not the it's not the one that uh, I, I wanted the most. And maybe they will fix their problems. But in the meantime, I had to go with the second option. And uh, I, I, I'm just excited. I'm just excited. I'm excited for all the, the Republican political candidates that want to work. I'm excited about all the political candidates that say I'm ready to meet with the school boards and the city councils and the corrupt county supervisors who are cheating the people who are causing pain, misery and destruction. But I can go on. I can go on, but I won't. So I just want to say my name is Rick Napier, CEO at Real People USA, LLC. My telephone number is 602-805-7000. Our website is rpusa.org. And if you are one of those candidates that's kind of sitting around because you're working working with one of these consulting groups who are not really helping you boost your performance, and maybe they're collecting some some money for you. I don't know. But if you're one of those candidates and you, and you say to yourself, damn it, I want to do more. Then call us at Real People USA LLC 602-805-7000. That's the number. The website rpusa.org. Take care. Make it a great night. Make it a great day. And God bless.